Shield and you're listening to MLVC the Madonna podcast. Hey guys, it's Tony and to all of our listeners, you are my sanctuary. <laughs> mm. And hey everybody, this is Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another episode of MLVC the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. As you just heard, we are joined today by Maxi Shield. Welcome Maxi. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hello so from Australia. Oh, I know so you're you're to to you. you're calling us from Australia and I'm the one with the shitty Wi-Fi. You'd think <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maxie's coming out clear as a bell. So. <laughs> no. yeah, so. uh, how how are things in Australia today, Maxie? Um, it's actually great. We've had a lot of rain at the moment. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, especially sort of New South Wales and sort of Queensland. Uh, areas have been underwater. So we've had a lot of floods. Oh, dear. I know. It's been really horrible. Really, really horrible. Um, but today is a glorious day. <laughs> the sun shines oh. out. It's fabulous. And I can basically feel the whole of Australia that's had rain for two weeks or almost close to a month all putting their washing on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're dried out. Well, I'm glad. I hope you guys get yeah, more sunny days ahead. Uh, fingers crossed. Well, let's get a proper intro going for Maxi. So before we yes, get to some questions, let's introduce our audience to Maxi Shield. Maxi Shield has been... If they don't know already. Well, you know, it goes without saying. <laughs> Maxi Shield has been a drag artist for 23 years in Australia, noted for her work with the community, including Drag Storytime, where drag artists read stories to children. It helps engage them in fun and creative ways, and she conveys the overall message of inclusion, which is so important right now. Maxie won the Entertainer of the Year at the Drag Industry Variety Awards in 2015, and has been named, wait, in 2015, he was named Madonna's National Hostess for Australian Rebel Heart Tour, which we'll get to, and you've closed both mm-hmm. straight Olympics and the Gay Olympics, and you're also... This is where I know you from, very, uh, part of the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, which was such a laugh. I loved it and loved getting to know you there. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, welcome. And I have to say, though, that was a, that's a little old, that one. It's 25 oh. years. And that's not to age me, but oh, my goodness oh, gracious yes. me, 25 that's years of drag. anniversary. Welcome yeah. to Botox. <laughs> <laughs> well, first things first, before we get to Madonna, let's talk about the origin of your drag name and, you know, the origin of your drag career. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, oh, I grew up in, in, in uh, sort of a small country town and with a very big family. And we always had a dress up box. And um, it seemed that sort of my brothers and sisters would, you know, dress up as all these fabulous characters, but mine were always lent to the female <laughs> side. So, <laughs> you know, I'd be a teacher, but I'd be like the headmistress. Um, nice. and, and my sisters and brothers would be like dancers, but like I'd be like a sexy stripper dancer. <laughs> so I think mum would have been more more shocked if I said, mum, I'm getting married uh-huh. to a girl. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's sort of where sort of drag and, and, and just loving the dress-up mm. box. 
And then slowly but surely, um, I think for my year 12 concert, so um, at high school in Australia, you go to year 12 uh, and then, then you go to sort of university that we have here. We've watched Summer Heights High. We, we know the pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty uh-huh. exact. That one. Um, <laughs> so for my my year twelve concert, which you know traditionally a boy does drag, you know, and everyone thinks it's crazy. Back in nineteen ninety two, and um, I did like a virgin in oh. a, pa- a pair of black and white swimmers that uh, a friend of mine, Prue Gibson, <laughs> loaned me. Some cardboard cone tits. Um, I think a a white clown wig um, mm. and brought the house down. And <laughs> oh, so you were doing you were doing the Like a Virgin from Blonde Ambition, right? Yes, yes. So I think it was oh. round about uh, Truth or Dare, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. which I was watching constantly, constantly. And that was actually a funny story because I I ordered the sex book and um, the the bookshop rang, you know, our landline and said to my <laughs> mum. Oh, your son's copy of Madonna's sex book is in. And mum, you know, a country woman was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Next thing you're going to, you're just going to change and you're just going to dress up as Madonna and live as Madonna. And I was like, yeah, it's (laughs) too late, (laughs) mum. I've started already, mum, sorry. So, yeah, that was sort of the the start of it that uh, Mm -hmm. sort of snowballed and here I am getting paid for it. And when did you give yourself the moniker of Maxi Shield? Because I know you had to, like, switch things around a bit, right? Yeah. So I actually lived with a, a friend of mine, uh, a lesbian friend of mine, um, uh, for, for many years, and we gave each other our drag names. Um, mm-hmm. And I gave her Mr. Wayne King. So she, <laughs> she was a drag king that uh, only did country and western songs, which was quite funny. And uh, she gave me uh, Maxi Pad. And I thought, mm-hmm. that is just so common. Come on. You know, we're going to have to it's shield plain, it up. right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I took Maxi Pat as my maiden name and Maxi Shield <laughs> as my ma- married name. So <laughs> married to my career. So when did you first discover Madonna? It must have been before, obviously before you put on that show. Um, you know, you didn't just say like, I'm going to do a Madonna act. I mean, that, you know, that had to have been ingrained in you, right? <laughs> Well, I'm old enough to, to, from the start, you know, your borderlines and what have you, but I really sort of fell in love with her was definitely truth or dare. Um, um, you know, as a young uh, gay boy in a country town and seeing a, a movie like that um, was just, you know, it, it, I just felt sort of there was something that was right about it. Mm-hmm. And she was telling the story and and. and being a, a gay person, a creative gay person, um, it was all okay and that it was fabulous. And, you know, it just, yeah, that sort of spoke to me a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And then you the sort of saw, you, you of saw watch. yourself represented on screen. A, a little bit, yes, definitely. And I did like how powerful she was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, my family is very crazy, sort of, it's a blended family. And it was always the women that were the strongest. Uh, in our families, and they sort of took, looked mm-hmm. after a lot of my brothers and sisters. So seeing that strong female presence on screen was was just just so fabulous to me. And I love her music. Her music's bloody great, <laughs> isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, no, and, and Max, you know what I was going to say too is that right around that time, you guys got something that we didn't get, and that was the Girly Show. Did you get to go see that in Australia? Well, see this. This is a this is crazy. This is I I, I always joke that I've got some gypsy powers um, <laughs> because a girl She's a went, witch. <laughs> yeah, a, a girl and I went to to school with Rebecca Parsons. So I lived in, um, I went to high school in a small sort of coastal-esque town called Nowra in uh, south New South Wales, just south of Sydney. So we had to we had to camp out for two days to get girly show uh, tickets. And both our parents thought it was the, the funniest thing ever. You know, no one did this in Nowra. You know, it's 1990-something and... and no one camped out for tickets. This is ridiculous. So we sort of sat out, sat out for two days. We slept over in sleeping bags outside and, you know, as the line. You got to meet up, other Madonna fans too. Well, exactly. And um, it was just so silly. And, and we ended up going to, because um, there was a, a mix-up or there was rain. So the first concert ended up being the third concert in Sydney. And so we ended up going to two of those. And, uh-huh. um, uh, yeah, and then when the pole dancer came down, we thought it was Madonna when it first started, so we were, like, crying. And it was, <laughs> you know, teenagers, teenagers seeing such a concert like the girly show was just uh-huh. just crazy. You know, I think Rebecca broke out in hives. She was so excited. And oh, jeez. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and then I hadn't seen Rebecca for two decades, maybe two decades. And then fast forward, I know we'll speak about it later, but fast forward to uh, Rebel Heart. And we're getting there. We're getting there. I got (laughs) off the stage after uh, having my shot in the banana and I walked (laughs) into Rebecca Parsons that I hadn't seen for 20 years. And she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, did that just happen? And I was like, oh, my God, it's Rebecca Parsons. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rebecca Parsons has got this incredibly red curly hair. Um, yeah, so there was, it was just incredible. That night was just absolutely incredible, and it was a full mm-hmm. circle, you know, sleeping yeah. in, in, in the yuckiness of the footpath of Nowra uh, to Rebel Heart, which was crazy. Wow. Well, so – Thank you for bringing up Rebel Heart. I was going to bring it up as well. Uh, <laughs> like myself, you too were an unapologetic Here bitch we go. Here for, we go. for Madonna's. <laughs> actually, you were an unapologetic bitch for Madonna's very last Rebel Heart show in Australia, correct? I was the last one, yeah. So I, I danced with her on stage in 2015, I think bef- well before she went to Australia. It was, as you said, an amazing moment. Tell us about, because I've spoken about my experience ad nauseum on this show. Tell us about your <laughs> experience. What was it like being on stage with Madonna? Yeah, and start with how did it all come to fruition? I mean, how were you chosen? Um, well, it was, a, it was crazy because um, I've got a friend that works with uh, Live Nation, who was the touring company mm. that was doing it, the Australian mm. bit. And um, he, I w- when I put my makeup on, I usually have my computer on iTunes and it just shuffles through music and what have you. And uh, he said, look, you know, there, there's this opportunity maybe to be a hostess of a, like a VIP pre-party of a concert. Would you be interested? And 
he wouldn't tell me who the, the person would be, but every time he messaged or called, a Madonna song would come on. This is my gypsy powers uh-huh. again. I don't know. Watch out, <laughs> yeah. guys. And um, <laughs> it got to like the third or the fourth time, and I was like, is it Madonna? And he goes, I can't say anything. I can't say anything. Let's just say their name starts with M. So I was like. <laughs> they don't say their name. It's always Madonna, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I literally said to him, whatever you want. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, so we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to do that. Whatever you want. You tell me what you want and I will do whatever you want me to do. So, um, and then it sort of came about. And there was talk that I was going to get on stage on the Brisbane, one of the Brisbane concerts, but it ended up there was a 17-year-old model that sort of went on stage. Um, I and I sort of group. thought that my chance was sort of all over because I was lucky enough to meet Guy and Sarah at the VIP parties quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every time I saw them, I thought, you know what, this is my one and only opportunity I'd be a great unapologetic bitch, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I, guy? <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, I would be, wouldn't I? It would be just so good, wouldn't it? Come on. Um, and it, it, it came to the last concert and I was lucky enough to go to all the concerts, which was amazing. I was a, a seat filler. Um, and the last one was basically in the nosebleed seat, seats. And uh, my friend said, I think they're going to choose you. Have your phone on. If I text you, then you need to run to where we had our party. I said, okay. He goes, which, which seat are you? And I said, oh, I think I'm at door 86. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> How are you going to run all the way there? And I said, don't worry. I will do it. And basically checked my phone every three seconds as my phone charge went down oh, to no. 7%. <laughs> Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then it was just this panic. And then he said, get to the door now, run, And which I sort of pushed past all these gay boys. And the end gay boy was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I just grabbed his hand and I squeezed it as hard as I could and I just said, cross your fingers, just cross your fingers. And I just took <laughs> off. So I ran down. Um, I think Guy was looking because they were a bit worried that my big boobs were going to get them into trouble. Uh-huh. Um, and then so then they sort of came back and they said, look, uh, you'll probably be on the DVD. Make it work. And I was like, yeah, no problem at all. So they were worried about your boobs because the 17-year-old, <laughs> her boobs popped out of her corset. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yes, we heard. I said to Sarah, I said, you know I'm 40. She goes, yes, I do know that. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then then it was sort of a go and I was over next to the to one of the stage managers and I was sort of turning inside out with excitement trying to keep it all internalised. And mm-hmm. he literally was like this, when you walk through, you go up, they'll grab you and then you'll <laughs> go through. And I was like, ah! he said, no, listen again. <laughs> When you this is this sort of monotone, I was like, okay, maybe it's not exciting for you, but yeah. So then it was, yeah, it, then it's just a million miles an hour trying yep. to keep yourself semi-decent. Um, <laughs> and I, I, one thing was as a performer, I was sort of, when you're standing up there and, you know, Madonna's holding your hand, which is just the most ridiculous experience ever, <laughs> um, I sort of looked at her and, you know, she, she'd been sweating. She'd basically worked her ass off for two and a something hours. 
you know, her eyelashes were a little bit funny and I thought <laughs> she does not give a fuck about any of this criticism. She's only yep. here to do a great job. She's yep. only here to put on a, a fabulous show. And it was like as a performer I was like, this is what we need to learn. Don't listen to, mm. listen to everyone else. Just put on a great show. It's so true. And I got to say, I was extremely impressed that you attempted the famous Madonna deep knee squats during your dance solo. <laughs> I was like, come on, God, got to give it to her. That's never going to happen ever again. <laughs> I've got old it's not going to happen again now. for Madonna either. So okay. <laughs> It probably yeah. isn't, isn't it? Oh, no, she's half bionic now, isn't she? True. Mm-hmm. She probably could do it. Yeah, but you know... You- I was impressed, though, because I, when I got to my solo section, I thought maybe I should do the deep knee squats just like Madonna. And I thought, no, Stefan, do not do the deep knee squats because you are going to fall on your ass. Mm-hmm. And you did it like a pro. I was like, oh, she's got it. She knows what's going on. Um, so I have, a, I have a question for you because when I was unapologetic bitch, they were still giving out real bananas at the time, by the time she got to you, they had replaced the real bananas with those rhinestone, exactly, the rhinestone banana flasks. <laughs> oh. So I, I, I'm Very curious, nice. what was actually inside? The, what, what, what beverage was inside those flasks? Oh, look at uh, it. It's well, gorgeous. It, it was supposed to be tequila. Did it taste like I tequila? Can, say, can I? No, it was juice. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was always curious because I stopped drinking years before I had gone on stage and I thought, oh my God, if they had given me the flask and there was booze in there, I wouldn't have wanted to drink the booze. But I was like, I would have had to drink it because Madonna was standing there wanting me to drink it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the same with me. I haven't drunk for about 15 years. And it was one of those things that was like, if it's tequila is a no, no. When I used to drink, like I couldn't drink tequila full stop. And um, yeah, I just thought, oh my God, if that is full of tequila, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to like spit it out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In Madonna's face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lucky you! You got to be on the DVD. You were uh, it was a you were, had a wonderful exchange. Oh no! I, I was the, the the fabulous thing was that I was thanked twice. So <laughs> if you see in the in the thank yous at the at the bottom, it says um, uh, Chris Elliott and Maxi Shield. Oh, oh nice! nice. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll take that definitely. <laughs> so I mean, it's fair to say that whenever Madonna comes to Australia, it's like a big event, and you know she's there for a while because you can't just like pop into Australia for the evening, you know. No. So and, and you were you know the hostess of the Rebel Heart show while in Australia. So how busy were you that week? I mean, what were you were you just like pulling your wig off your head? Like like what do I do now? What do I do next? You know. Well, it was it was it was funny because I had actually commitments in Sydney, uh-huh. so I actually was doing. So the first concert was two concerts were down in Melbourne, which I I did, and then I actually mm-hmm. had to come up and work uh, three days in Sydney. So I was basically like performing and then going doing Madonna concerts and then coming back and performing. And um, it, the craziness was that sort of I was with these sort of other drag queens, and I'm like this is amazing. This is crazy. And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think one of them said, 
Oh, yeah, I don't really like Madonna, but uh, congratulations. It's like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, but what's going, what's really going on is that you're like running on adrenaline and they're just like another day, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it was, it was, I, I always, as, as crazy as sort of everything was, I just went back to that first thing that I said to my friend and I said, whatever they want, I will mm-hmm. do. Whatever, like, it, it was 23 years that she hadn't been to Australia and right. yeah. It was like, you know what, whatever, whatever, (laughs) whatever she wants, just tell me and I'll do it. And like Tony said, uh, so Madonna infamously doesn't visit Australia very often. What other tours, if any, have you been able to see? Have you seen Madonna at all live other than Girly Show and Rebel Heart Tour? No, I haven't. Um, And and a lot of the Australian uh, super fans, they actually fly around (laughs) the world. So they, they're yeah. there. They go to pretty much yeah. all the concerts. But, no, I haven't had the opportunity. With, with drag in Australia, you're sort of the first sort of large chunk of your career. You need to just work. So, it, mm. you know, holidays and, and, and trips sort of don't factor into your sort of career building. Um, sure. So I missed out on quite a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. But now opportunities there and, you know. Surely she's got another concert in her. Yeah, I think so. Um, Hopefully. So, yeah, it's been mentioned on our show and, you know, plenty of evidence online confirming that Molly Meldrum, who's an Australian talk show host, that he was pretty much responsible for introducing and popularizing Madonna to the Australian public in the 80s. Is that where you first heard of Madonna's music? And give us your impressions of uh, Molly Meldrum's show and if there was any influence, you know, as you grew up, you know, because he's also openly gay and... You know, he not only introduced Madonna, but a lot of pop acts that probably otherwise would have run under the radar, right? Yes. So his show used to be, I think it was on Sundays. It was called Mm -hmm. Countdown. Um, And, you know, he famously interviewed Prince Charles and and, and Mm. he became sort of this, um, yeah, it it was one of those things. And I think I was just, at the start, I was just a little bit too young. Because, you know, uh, I, I vaguely remember seeing bits and pieces of Countdown, but it was, I, I think I was just a little bit too young to, to be watching it because, you know, it was very cutting edge for back then as well. You know, there, there was a bit of swearing on there and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> for a young, young, young kid and impressionable like yeah. I was. But Molly is <laughs> sort of, is so incredible. It, he's definitely part of the family. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it, that's not what he's known for. He's known for exactly. having these incredible interviews with these pop stars, but able to sort of chat to them on a personal level rather than sort of soak up their stardom. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I vaguely remember a, a few of his interviews where he just, it was like he was talking to a mate, just to a friend. Right. And there's sort of these mega stars that are there. So I, I vaguely remember Madonna being on on Countdown, but not that much. Yeah, I mean, if you you'll have to Google the videos because um, it's one of those rare instances where Madonna really likes him and she laughs at his jokes and she's like, you know, she's like flirting back, you know, and and it's a big contrast from like, you know, Madonna, who's so defensive in interviews in her later yeah. career, you know. So it's it's always fun to see her just kind of let her guard down and um, and just you know laugh with him. I mean, there was that one episode where she's 
screaming Merry Christmas Australia. She did it like 20 times. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of my favorites. Because <laughs> there was some quite, because he actually had a, a, a terrible accident where he fell off his roof or something a few years ago. So they, they were, oh. there was rumors that he wouldn't be at her concert. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a great sort of interaction when she's on stage at Rebel Heart and she's sort of chatting to him saying, you know, um, I love you. I think you're incredible. You know, Molly Meldrum, oh, nice. that sort of thing, which is oh, really touching. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that a lot. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm surprised that her team wouldn't have found a way for Molly to interview Madonna when she came back for Rebel Heart Tour. She's very busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was saying that she, I heard somewhere that she um, wasn't doing any media because they were like, well, this is the last of the tour. So I don't need to do, do any media. Sorry, when she was in Australia, she was also being sort of not treated very well by the Australian press when she was there that time, right? No, I yeah, they were awful to her. Because that was when she was having the fallout with Rocco, right? I think so, yeah. And the, the concerts were running late, which was hilarious because oh. a, a lot of the, you know, a few of the, you know, the gay boys were like, this is ridiculous, they're late. You know, she's late, she's late. And I'm like, I've seen we're you always tumble. late. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you tumble out of a nightclub at 7 a.m. and then go straight to work after washing in a sink. So sit down, sit down, bitch. She hasn't been here for over two decades. Sit down. No, I was going to say this reminds me, though, that there were also the tears of a clown show. Did you get to go to those as well? No, I didn't get to go there because that was actually in Melbourne. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I was trying to. And those were really to... late at night. Yeah. <laughs> That was a long one, that one. Well, so now I have a question for you. You have a, a tattoo of Madonna. It's a, a cartoon Nikki Finn from Who's That Girl? Is that on your leg, right? Uh, yeah, I've got three. So I've got one on my thigh and then... Um, I was going to I, I was gonna say if you had other ones or not. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. Well, one on my thigh, which is, uh, yeah, the Who's That Girl um, cartoon and then i've got the the double one on um my legs just at the i don't even know shins i guess shin is the best uh explanation so i wanted one of those because you know i'm not i'm not one of the the crazy hardcore fans i do i do love madonna but it's not going to i wanted something that um signified my experience with the concert mm-hmm, yeah. and meeting her and and just showing everyone how incredible I think this woman is. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I didn't want like a portrait of Madonna. So I wanted something mm-hmm. that if you were in the know, you knew. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, you were like, oh, those cartoons are cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I love the more symbolic tattoos. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things um, when I go to a Madonna concert is seeing all the fans with their tattoos. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do a book of, like a photo book of fans' tattoos, but... That exists. Madonna, Madonna Tattoos, the, the, the Instagram account Madonna Tattoos, I think she published a Madonna Tattoo book. Well, I'm going to have to get it because I obviously like to talk about it. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Yeah, I, and I loved, I loved those caricatures from Who's That Girl? I thought that was so cute. Oh, so adorable. It's such, yeah, it's like I wanted a Nikki Finn cartoon show after that. <laughs> was it, wasn't there talk that that was going to happen or there was something happening or? They thought that the movie was going to be a big hit and they were ready to start licensing. And then after the first weekend, they 
decided not to do anything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I've just bought it. Maxi, has Madonna influenced any of your drag art or performance? Um, I do. I do like a prayer, which is uh, which is sort of uh, from her from Rebel Heart Live that I've sort of edited. Um, sometimes she does like to get the audience to sing, and. Um, yeah, there's some some of them sound like I'm singing, so <laughs> we had to take those couple of pieces out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, uh, I did I did that when I was in Manila uh, with Sasha Valor, mm-hmm. and I think there was like five thousand Filipino uh, wow. drag race fans all there, and um, I did that and. It was it was like going to church. It was absolutely incredible, and mm-hmm. uh, I went out the back, and Sasha was like, "Are these fans just mental?" And I was like, "Yes, they are." And it was one of those <laughs> things that you know, like a prayer is so. As soon as you put like a prayer on, it's one of those songs that the audience straight away get into, and sure. you know, at my advancing years, um, I'm all about <laughs> sing along. And Like yeah. a Prayer is such a sing-along song, and it just makes you feel good. So, yeah, that's my number mm-hmm. one Madonna song that I like to perform. Well, let's talk about Drag Race, because you were part of the historic first season of Drag Race Down Under. Um, I I love it. I, I, I'm watching season two, but I love um, Drag Race and Drag Race Down Under. I was like, finally, we get to see <laughs> some Australian queens, because they are the dirtiest mouths i've ever heard in my life i mean and you guys you guys were so funny but you're also so talented and everyone did so well for themselves i mean everyone came from different places um what was it like to go into that in in the middle of covid i mean because everything had to be i guess a little bit measured down from what the original production was going to be like and and what was that like for you the whole experience well, see, there was rumours for about two years that uh, Drag Race Australia was going to happen. And, um, yeah, I think that the next level, so you've got your, your, your crazy Madonna fans, but then you've got your crazy Drag Race fans, and they are just yeah. next level. And um, they, they always they, they make you feel really, you know, wanted by releasing um, wish lists of the cast. And uh-huh. so... You know, when the rumours first started, I think um, wish lists were flying left and left, right and centre on social media basically every hour or two, and I was never on them. So when when I was sort of approached, I was like, oh, are you, are you sure? You know, <laughs> yeah, are you sure? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it was sort of very surreal, and um, I'm lucky enough to have this uh, very grounded partner who was like, Shut up, do it. You're doing it. I was yeah. like, of course I'm doing it. No, no, no. Hurry up, get onto it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So once it sort of started happening, happening, it was from from the yes to when I was eliminated. I guess mm-hmm. was like uh, one of those spaceships that take off in Star Wars, and the lights just keep going mm-hmm. past you. <laughs> Literally like that. It was just fast forward everything. Um, and then the Aussie girls, we had to, so we had to quarantine in New Zealand for two weeks. Yeah, it was shot in New Zealand, correct? Yeah, in Auckland. Yeah. Um, and then uh, filming was pushed back by another five days. 
So we were in isolation for another five days. We were allowed to go out an hour a day with a chaperone. Um, oh my god! And I sort of, I've, I've just finished working with Kidder Kidamine, who won um, mm. my season, and that was one of the jokes that I, I, I would say was, you know, you know, they asked me if uh, it was fair between the Australian and the New Zealand queens, and it was so fair, you know, the Aussie queens had to quarantine for two, two weeks, we were in isolation for five days, and. The New Zealand queens had to find a park the day before. You know? <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, <laughs> and that was literally it. So, yeah, it was it was it was stressful. It was fabulous. It was exciting. It was hard. It was mm-hmm. all the, all those people that say that you know drag race is the Olympics of drag. They're not. Mm. They're not lying. It is mm. bloody hard, and you know it. But at the same time, fabulous. So sure, yeah. I, I yeah, I have a couple of questions about it. So I I feel like you left too soon. How I mean, like compared to dancing on stage with Madonna, how stressful is <laughs> the lip sync? And and how I mean, you know, you're given you're you're given the you know the song to learn. But how can you prepare for something like that? Because it's got to all come out when you jump on stage, right? Yes, very much. And, you know, you get your songs um, up to two days before, sometimes the day oh, before. See, mm-hmm. um, see, I thought they gave it to you like an hour before. You know? No, no, no. So it's, it, you've still got a day, but it, you've got to remember that, mm-hmm. you know, we're up at 6.30 in the morning and then we're back mm-hmm. at the hotel probably about 11 at night. Wow. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so so there's, there, there's sort of not much sort of a time mm-hmm. to learn a song. And, and like... I was okay with most songs. Some of the RuPaul songs where there's a lot of rap in it, it's like I don't listen to that genre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know Supermodel, <laughs> but that's about <laughs> it. So, you know, you would find yourself on, I would find myself on the floor in the hotel room, you know, with whatever dinner we'd ordered, you know, a pizza or what have you, literally mm-hmm. with the iPod earpiece in my ear constantly. Just, mm-hmm. just constantly listening, listening, listening. So, and then, then as you said, you get on stage and it's your turn to lip sync, and it's okay. Let's go. Um, yeah. You gotta bring it. I you think, just gotta. You just gotta yeah, make sure you shine. I think hindsight, um, you know, international all stars, of course. Um, yes, I think it's that. It's just being comfortable in yourself and knowing that you're going to be okay whether or not you're eliminated mm-hmm. or not and then you'll shine um yeah. that worry about i'm going to be eliminated i'm going to be i, I can't do this really sometimes hinders you mm-hmm. because you're worrying you about that yeah. yeah sorry my first lip sync was against etc and she's 22 yeah. <laughs> i was 46 <laughs> back then 46 <laughs> 22 so, yeah, she can still do those knee pops. I can't do those anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, a difference there's between... a very small window for that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a difference between youth and middle age. Like, you know, we, we, yes. we try as we might, we just can't move quite as fast as we used to. <laughs> We'll we, need there, we need a longer run-up. We need a longer run-up. So, Maxie, did you guys get any heads-up before the Minogue sisters showed up? And what was that like? Because I know that's a huge deal to anyone 
anyone in the world, but mostly to Australians and. and well, that was all, that was all skyped in, so uh, yeah. they weren't there in person because of COVID restrictions, and mm-hmm. you know, to come to New Zealand to be in person, they would have had mm-hmm. to quarantine for two weeks. Right, and, just not worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's just too crazy. But um, when when Danny skyped in, it was quite funny because it was. I think it was when I did absolutely everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just before that. So we were all around and we were so stressed out <laughs> that sort of all of a sudden Danny pops up. Hi, it's Danny Minogue. And we were all like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, so, you know what? I, 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 uh, after the fact, I've actually messaged her and chatted to her quite a bit. And, um, yeah, she was. I, I sort of said to her, "said Oh, look, thank you. You're actually what we needed. We didn't know we needed you till we chatted to you for you mm-hmm. know 15 minutes. Um, that we sort of sort of to settle our minds and, and let us go forward. But yeah, she's so lovely, so lovely. Yeah, she's great. She's so genuine, and I I love Danny to death. I um, I just remember when that show aired and gay Twitter exploded because they're like. Two seconds? We deserve more from the Minogue sisters, you know? <laughs> I know. But, I mean, it's just that's just a product of, of COVID. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like I hope that future seasons of Down Under are just bigger and better because that's how Australia is, right? You guys have to be yeah. as over the top as possible. <laughs> and, and, like, yeah, it, quite a few people were like, uh, I can't believe they weren't there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, she's just come from London, Kylie, and she's done two mm-hmm. weeks quarantine in Australia. And then she, you need to do another two weeks quarantine in New Zealand. And then she's got to go back to London. So she'll do another two weeks there. So she's got six um, weeks of quarantine. Like, I want to meet Kylie, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, the, leave the poor girl alone. <laughs> right. They're not paying her that much. No, exactly. It, it shows you just how dedicated Danny and Danny and Kylie are to their gay fans and their Australian yeah. fans. I mean, it's yeah, they understand crazy. the audience. They know what's important. They know who mm-hmm. they're reaching. Yeah, totally. So, um, Maxie, you met RuPaul and Michelle Visage prior to you know being on Down Under ten or so years ago when they toured Australia. What was that like? And do you, um, do you did you bond with Ru and Michelle Visage over your mutual love of Madonna? Did it come up? Um, well, I didn't. I, I hosted something that. RuPaul did over a Mardi Gras quite a few years ago, but um, uh-huh. she, she was performing, so it wasn't like you know we were sitting around the canteen having having a right, sausage right. roll and a chat. Everyone so, was working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was in work mode. That's the one thing that you know Madonna and RuPaul are very similar. They're in yeah. work mode, and you know a couple of times at the VIP parties, someone was like, um, you know, I'll give you money to meet Madonna. I'll give you this to meet Madonna, and I was like. No one meets Madonna. Like, no. She's at work. She's right. working. Like, you don't meet Madonna. And I think one of the last uh, interactions with someone on the last concert, I was like, no one meets Madonna. And I was, like, screaming at this person. And then, like, you know, two and a half hours later, I met Madonna. But, <laughs> <laughs> but RuPaul's very similar. You know, she's yeah. – we had great interactions when we were filming when the cameras were cut and they were moving the lights and she was, she was like – have you, have you heard the Kylie, new Kylie album? You know, it's incredible. Oh, Do you love this song? Do you love that? And we were chatting just very informally, mm-hmm. you know, just as a group of drag queens. But, right. you know, as soon as the lights and the cameras go, she's in work mode because, you know, it's mm-hmm. her name on the, 
and, and that right. was exactly the same as as the concert. Um, but I did get to meet Michelle and work with her at a nightclub in Sydney called Arc Nightclub, and um, we got to chat quite a bit, which was lovely. And Michelle is such the mama bear of the of the, the show, and world. yeah, and she's sort of the everything she says. Like, because it's such a pressure cooker, the whole lot, mm-hmm. that she says, okay, now we've got to talk about, you know, your black bra. And you look down and you go, shit, yep, that's my black bra. And everything <laughs> she says is so valid. You're like, mm-hmm. like she's, not, she's not just being, you know, a nasty person for the sake of being a nasty person. You know, she will say, oh, this dress needs to be elevated. And you sort of go, you're right. right. <laughs> you know, everything, yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, 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 I don't understand why <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, so, yeah, so that was great. I didn't chat to her about Madonna, I guess because everything was so fast forward. Um, yeah. But there was a couple of Next times time. that my Madonna tattoos would have shown. So, um, yeah. And she's another one. I sort of, we have sort of exchange messages on Instagram quite a bit. And um, she still she still does shout-outs and, you know, she's she's a lovely person, a lovely, lovely yeah. person. Yeah, we'd love to get her on the show. She's just super busy. Yeah, yeah. Tell, I'm so curious, since you brought it up, but tell us a little bit about your tour with Sasha Velour. I mean, she's a superstar, and it sounds like you guys, like, filled a huge arena in – the Philippines, right? <laughs> oh, it was crazy. And I only got to chat with um, Sasha and her husband. Oh, goodness, now I can't remember his name. But um, when we were in the dressing room, but it was just, mm-hmm. they were just, they worked as a well-oiled machine. So sort of they walked in and, and then her husband uh, did did the, you know, the screens and the, the videos and the music mm-hmm. and oh, wow. the audio and sort of Sasha was chatting to all the local girls and, you know, um, Sasha was finishing up her set and her partner was, like, folding and packing packing her suitcases and, you know, it was just they worked so well together and she's just mm-hmm. so sweet, so sweet, so fabulous and, and kooky as well, which is <laughs> what I think everyone loves about her is that she's just this kooky entertainer that you're not quite sure what's going to happen but you know yeah. it's so polished that whatever she she whatever ride she takes you on is going to be fabulous mm-hmm. yeah she's a fashion icon i mean like look at her in the met ball and walking runways in paris and Milan. Oh. i mean it's it's great and then right. on, then she turns it around and she's a comedy queen right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and you know rose rose petals are iconic oh mm-hmm. so good I have a quick question about the pit crew. So <laughs> I actually know Max Curry. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I actually worked virtually with uh, Sean Walters, uh, who were both on season one of Drag Race Down Under. Do you get to canoodle with the, the pit crew at all? What's what's the relationship with the drag queens and the pit crew? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, just like the viewers, <laughs> <laughs> we got to. Well, it was quite funny because the um, uh, it was like the, I think it's what you pack in was um when the speedos they had the stuffed animals in it, 
Yes. And, um, you know, it was edited. There's an extra bit on, on WOW um, that was edited and it made it look like, you know, it was an even playing field. But just, okay, the T is I beat those other bitches by like 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I got 17 and everyone else got like nine or eight or something. Mm-hmm. And RuPaul's like, oh, my God, you're so good. I was like, 25 years of hosting bloody world trivias around Sydney. Of course I'm going to get these right. <laughs> but there was a, a young guy, Sergio, at the end, and um, he kept looking at me and I was like, oh, my God, like, do I know him? Is he nervous? Blah, blah, blah. So when I actually left, it turned out I'd, I'd met him in Sydney years and years ago, but he wasn't quite sure who I was because I was out of drag. So oh. I, know, I knew Sergio, but, oh, they were so handsome, weren't they? <laughs> okay, I have to ask you because you played Magda Shubansky, who, if you guys don't know, she's like a comedy icon in Australia. She was in Kath and Kim. She, I think she had her own show. But anyway, um, yeah, long story short, here's the question. I mean, why is Australia so camp and why are you guys like so into like this sensibility, like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, uh, Peter Allen, the Minogue sisters, ABBA. I mean, look at Chris Lilly, Kath and Kim, you know, Muriel. Right. <laughs> it's, I, I, it, like Magda, especially Magda and the Kath and Kim girls, um, they were also in a, um, a show, I think you can YouTube it, called Big Girls Blouse, which uh-huh. is, you know, these three, once again, three strong female comedians, which mm-hmm. is what I'm drawn to. And Magda sort of this plus size, very funny, very smart, um, up until a few years ago, now part of the family. Um, oh, Yes, yes, she's out and proud. (laughs) Um, And I just thought that, you know, maybe I saw myself in her um, Mm -hmm. and she was just, yeah, I I wanted to play an Aussie character uh, on Snatch Game. So, And I knew that quite a few of the American audiences wouldn't know who she was because the obvious as Sharon. They only know her in America from Babe, actually. Oh really? They're talking pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're talking pig. And and Sharon from Kath and Kim. But um yeah. yeah, I think our comedy, going back to your question, comes from that we know those type of characters. Yeah. The, the 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 murials we know, the the mm-hmm. the um Kath Day Knights and you know uh, the Kims, we know them, the Sharons, we know them. And that's where mm-hmm. our sort of genuine heartfelt comedy comes from is those characters that, you know, we grew up with, you know, the mm-hmm. Lushes, yeah. the, the the Bogans, that sort of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, one of the things that I loved about you is that you came out in, on the runway in this uh, – outfit that was inspired by picnic at hanging rock and i was like dying and i was like that is such a specific reference i mean it's like <laughs> bravo bravo <laughs> and sheila's of the bush it's something yeah, that i grew up with <laughs> and that's what i kept saying to Mich- michelle and, and rupaul because they were like you've just got this you know auntie character that you do and i was like i i, I i'm older i am older and that's not a bad thing and no. um but I'm not going to dress, you know, A, I want to believe in the person that, you know, the character that I'm going for. And that old auntie that sits on a cruise ship smoking Alpine cigarettes playing poker machines, 
is something that I've grown up with. And like, I know I, that woman. <laughs> I know that woman. You know, it's my auntie. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to do, I was always going to do those type of characters. And, you know, Picnic and Hanging Rock, I grew up watching it thinking it was this terrifying mm-hmm. movie of these girls getting lost <laughs> and people screaming But look Miranda. at those beautiful dresses, though. Right. <laughs> look at those beautiful dresses. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's why awesome. I sort of stuck with those type of characters and, and, mm-hmm. and tried to, because it is down under. So mm-hmm. I wanted to try and stay with Aussie New Zealand references and mm-hmm. make the international audiences Googlers. Sure. Um, I know it's hard sometimes, but, yeah, there was a couple of people that was like, Magda's someone I don't know, I'm, I don't really want to be educated. I was like, okay, well, you miss out then. You miss out. Yeah, and and also, you know, RuPaul sees these things, you know, so yeah. it's like, oh, look, I'm, you know, RuPaul knows about Australia. He's married to an Australian, so it's like, yeah. you know, you got to come prepared. I totally get it. Okay, Stefan, I think it's time for my favorite part of the show. All right, we're going to, hopefully my Wi-Fi will work and you'll be able to hear everything that I say. Crystal clear. All right, every guest on our show gets a little something we like to call the lightning round. It's just meant to be quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey today. Don't think too hard. Favorite Madonna song? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> uh, open your heart favorite madonna music video um i think oh goodness goodness rain mm, good oh, one yeah. uh favorite madonna tour and it can be either one that you were part of or one on video mm-hmm. blonde ambition mm, nice uh favorite madonna look and that can be from a video a tour a photo shoot in person um i think the one where her boobs are out and she's pushing the pram, the uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier <laughs> runway. Yes, yes. I love that one. And it's I always want, like I was hoping that we were going to do a Madonna, uh, a, a thousand Madonnas so I could do that one because I just thought that was heaven. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and you can do that with those, yes. those knockers. Those knockers. <laughs> oh, God, Maxie, that was so much fun. We love that you took the time to talk to us, you know, actually from the future, because it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, but um, we're just so happy that you're able to come and tell our audience about your Madonna experiences. Tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media. Um, I guess I guess Instagram's the easiest, isn't it? Maxi Shield mm-hmm. uh, is my Instagram. So join me there. Um, I'm over in America, in LA, though, um, in May for DragCon. So, oh, that's oh, amazing! Nice. Yeah, let us know so the dates, and we'll uh, we'll put it on our um, on our Instagram, so everybody will look forward to that. Because I know a lot of people are going to DragCon this year. It's the first. Oh, I'm sure everyone's back. COVID, they can't right? wait. Oh, it's going to be mental. It's going to be absolutely yeah. mental. And, and we're doing a panel. The Aussie girls are doing a panel, so nice. I think we might have to have an interpreter. But. Yeah. <laughs> wait, Maxie, just wait. You're gonna, you guys are going to get so much love. Everyone in America loved Down Under. So just bring oh, fabulous. Okay. I yeah, can't wait. It's going to be amazing. And just remember, everybody, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLVC Podcast. You can please feel free to donate to the podcast on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. 
or think about becoming a subscriber on our patron account, patron.podbean.com forward slash MLVC podcast. Tony, good to see you as always. Good to see both of you. And thanks to all of our listeners every week, every episode. We love you guys. Thank you. Maxie, thanks so much. This is really great. I'm so happy that you came on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's been fabulous. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause for tonight's unapologetic bitch. What's your name, young lady? My name is Maxie Queen. Excuse me? My name is Maxie. Maxie, come over here. Are you feeling a little out of breath? Yes, a little bit, but very Your boobs are very heavy. Look heavy. Yeah. You dropped an earring. I'm surprised that's not the only thing you dropped. Can I help you put it back on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know where to look. I guess that's the point. Maxine, you're so Maxine. Wow. That's a whole lot of women. You're not pregnant, are you? Not breastfeeding. Are you breastfeeding? I could be breastfeeding any time you want. Okay. That's good to know, Maxie. Anyways, are you from Australia? Are you from Sydney? I'm from Sydney, yes. Did you grow up here? I didn't grow up here. No, I didn't. Where did your breasts grow up? My breasts grew up in... America. Oh, yeah. A lot of... A lot of breasts grow up in America. Yeah. Mine did too. In Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Anyway, well, everybody knows that each unapologetic bitch gets a special prize. And you are no exception, Maxie. A special prize for you. And maybe me too. I think that after working so hard and doing so many shows and being so gosh darn late all the time, I deserve a special prize. What do you do you think? Do you think? Do you think I deserve a prize? And does Maxie deserve one too? Okay. Finally, 84 shows later. What do you got, Paul? We're in there, Jesus. Wow. This should keep us tidied over for a while. Look, two rhinestone-covered bananas. You can stick one of those right inside of your little boobies. Look at that. They don't even drop. Oh my goodness, the things you do with those things, I can just imagine. Anyways, I think we should unscrew the top together. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yes. And now we should make a toast. Ah. Uh. And now, down the hatch, as they say. I can't keep up with her. I still have half of my left. You, you seem very inexperienced with this sort of thing. Suck, you've sucked a lot of bananas, haven't you? Bananas, yeah, I know. I said banana. 
floor. I like how you laugh at everything I say. I'm not done yet. I just can't. Good to the last drop. Oh my gosh, I think I'm drunk. This is the first drink I've had for a year. I swear to God. And it's your fault, Maxine. You've been a terrible influence. I put those things away. Okay, so come over here, Maxine. Get in the middle of the square. You've been a great sport. It's been lovely to meet you. What, did you want to say something? You are fuck, fuck, fuck incredible! Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Your breasts are fuck, fuck, fucking incredible. Yes. Anyways, nice to meet you. Um, Keish, do you want to help Maxie downstairs? Don't, I don't want her to hurt herself. Don't, yeah, good job. Anyways, take her downstairs and show her where we make these fun bananas. Banana daiquiris, anyone? 